Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Go ahead and put your hands together. Hallelujah. How many are happy that God is fighting for you? I said, How many are happy that the Lord is fighting for you? He's pushing away the darkness. Hallelujah. The enemy is defeated. Hallelujah. When we were younger, when we go and cause troubles and we notice that the trouble is bigger than us. We always go behind our senior brothers or people who are bigger than us. Hallelujah. And that is how it is to be in Christ. There's something that is bigger than anything that is after you. Hallelujah. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous running into it and they are saved. Hallelujah. May you run into the name of the Lord. May the enemy be defeated on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. The most amazing thing when it comes to us, the Christians, is that sometimes you are the one at fault, but the Lord can step in. Hallelujah. It's amazing. You may be the one at fault, but the Lord may step in and say, it doesn't matter. I have stepped in. Whatever you did, I have forgiven. Hallelujah. I like it when he speaks about it in Isaiah. He said, come and let us reason together. Let us reason together. Even though your sins, he is the one who mentions the sins. He said, I know you have sinned. Your sins are yeah, as red as hot. Yeah, be as colored. They shall be white as snow. So God is not uh, somebody who is not aware of where we are coming from. God is very aware of how you went about. You know, sometimes... I remember when I was young, my big brother was very troublesome. So myself, my big brother, and my daddy, my daddy will call us. Then he will ask him, I placed maybe 20 run over here. Where is it? He said, Daddy, Mia, I don't know. I don't know. Then my big brother said, oh, I don't know where... <laughs> Then my father will say, we are three over here. If I have not taken it, and the two of you, you've also not taken it, then where is the ghost? <laughs> Hallelujah. 
You see, he's in the room, he knows where he has placed it, but he wouldn't know who has taken it. But that is not God. God knows even the hand with which you took it. He knows where, where you were looking. Hallelujah. And yet, he promises. He said, though your sins are as red as crimson, they will be white. Hallelujah. That's the one we are talking about. That's why he said, come and let us reason together. Sometimes it feels like what you have done is beyond, I mean, forgiveness. Sometimes it sounds like what you've done, there is no repentance and there's no place for you. No. Forgive yourself and come and reason with the Lord. Hallelujah. And one of the things that never ceases to amaze me is that God knows everything we do and how we went about it. But he doesn't come with judgment. He comes. If you look at the issue in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, the Bible says that the cry of this place has come to me, and I have come down. He sent angels to come and see. Even though he knows what is happening, he said, go and see whether what I'm hearing is what it is. Hallelujah. And the angels testify because when they were with Lot, the people wanted to break the, 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 the house and come in. That is, I mean, the testimony, evidence. When you look at Adam and Eve, God saw whatever happened, but he came. He came and did not say that, look, Eve, what did you do? And why did you do this? He went straight to Adam. He gave everybody the opportunity to say why, why this is happening. Hallelujah. And when you look at it, you notice that God is always giving us opportunity. Always. He knows what has gone wrong. He knows what you have done wrong. But he said, look, come and let us reason together. Come and let's talk over it. Perhaps we are not thinking straight. Come. Tell me why you did what you did. I have seen what you have done. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why you cannot turn your back on God. Because when you see yourself alive, when you see yourself breathing, it is not over with you. Hallelujah. No matter what has happened, no matter what you've been through or where you are coming from, once you are breathing, God has not, I mean, Overrode your situation. And he's giving you another opportunity. Hallelujah. Yeah, because when God says it is done, it means you are dead. It is only the dead. It is appointed unto a man once to die and after that the judgment. If you are not dead, it means your judgment is not near. Forgive yourself and come back to God Reason with him. Tell him why you did what you did. Even if you don't have good reason, tell him, Lord, I don't have any good reason. I don't have any good reason for doing this bad thing. But you have promised to forgive me. Hallelujah. How many think that we can talk to God like that? Yeah, sometimes even you as a father, even you as a mother, your children do things and you can see that they don't have any good reason. For doing them, you just hear them saying, the "Mommy, I'm sorry. I don't." Um, you just uh, it's 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 just childishness. It's just 
you just forgive. You just wink at it. Hallelujah. You may have broken a very expensive thing. You may have melt something. The organza that she has not finished paying. You put the hot iron on it. It's, uh, it, it. She looks at you. It's gone. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm talking about? If we as men will understand, God understands better. Hallelujah. There is no reason for your mother to go to hell. There is no reason for anyone you know to go to hell. Hallelujah. Let's encourage them that once you have life, there's forgiveness for you. There's a place for you. Don't wait till you die. When you die, it is too bad. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and give. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me. I'm here to take an offering. And I need your offering to be guided. I need your offering to be guided. So turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 30, verse number 6 and 7. Psalm 30, verse number 6 and 7. Is it in your Bible? Okay, the book of Psalm. As for Psalm, you should know how to turn to. Are you there? Verse number 6 and 7. The Bible says, And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Seven, the Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. Hallelujah. So, the little exhortation I'm giving you this morning is, I shall not be moved from my prosperity. Tell somebody, I shall not be moved from my prosperity. Oh, say it like a minute. I shall not be moved from my prosperity. Hallelujah. Nothing shall move you away from your prosperity. I said nothing shall move you away from your prosperity. You know, when you read from this translation, you may not understand it well, but look at the NLT. Look at the NLT. It said, when I was prosperous... I said, nothing can stop me now. Your favor, O oh Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. Hallelujah. May the favor of the Lord make you secure as a mountain. Then you turned away from me and I was shattered. So, listen to this. What was disturbing him is that he said I am prosperous I am prosperous I am prosperous and you your, your favor has made me secure like a mountain look at how the table mountain is look at how imposing I mean there are mountains all over Cape Town you, you turn here there's one you turn here there's one and you see it's very imposing he said I am prosperous 
and your favor has made me settle this strong. But my worry is when I saw the Lord turning away, may the Lord not turn away. Hallelujah. In other words, I am afraid, even though I am prosperous, if the Lord is not with me, I don't know what will happen. I can afford whatever, but the security, my assurance in, in my prosperity is that you are with me. Hallelujah. So when you are prosperous and you don't have God, you need to be afraid. When you are prosperous and the Lord is not with you, you notice that you don't even know how it will turn out. That is why I say, your favor has made me secure. But when you turn, I was shattered. I was in trouble. The King James said that I was troubled. My trouble is that you are turning away. Hallelujah. And this morning, I want you to understand that when God blesses you, he does not have any reason to cause you to lose the blessings. So whatever will cause you to lose the blessings of God, you need to turn away from them. Hallelujah. Yeah, by coming closer to God, honoring God, worshiping God with your substance. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, I, I believe verse number 30, he said, he said, I'm going to make you. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Hallelujah. You know, God had given a powerful prophecy to Eli that his house and his father's house will reign as priests forever. They will continue. Hallelujah. And when he heard the prophecy, he started misbehaving. He started not honoring. To the extent that God was so angry, he honored his children more than God. And God changed his mind. He said, I said, indeed, this is what I will do. But now that you don't honor me, now that you have refused to obey me and to really honor me, I will also. He said, those who honor me, I will honor. And those who don't honor me, I will likely esteem. It means that those who don't honor me, I will also not esteem them. I will not continue. That is what I'm talking about. I shall not be moved from my prosperity. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody I shall not be moved from my prosperity. And how do you do that? You do that by honoring God. Acknowledging. Hallelujah. Bible said every good and every perfect thing, it comes from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. Hallelujah. The blessings of the Lord, Bible says, it maketh rich and it added no sorrow. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord increase you. And may you have what it takes to abide in the blessings of God. May you not change. May you not change your story. May you always give honor to him. One of the things God does not like 
is people who boast about what he has given them or giving glory to something else other than God. Hallelujah. Yeah, we read about Nebuchadnezzar. We read, he said, I have set you so. I made you king. Everybody will bow to you. But the day Nebuchadnezzar said, my strength and the arm of my power has made me this riches. God said, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Another person by name of Herod. One day he gave a, a, a speech. And the people were clapping. They said, wow, this is not a speech of a man. This is the speech of God. A God has spoken. And when the people say, yeah, I say, yeah, I am like that. Bible said that same moment. And the people gave a shout saying, it is the voice of a God and not a man. And he also, he also nodded. Yeah, the way I can speak, I can really speak. Bible said that same moment, when the words were in his mouth, he smote him. And Margot, Margot, if you read it, and immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. Are you there? And he was eaten by worms and he gave up the ghost. Look, every talent, I mean, some of us as you are sitting here, you just ask yourself, how did you come even to have your mentality? There is no key to set your mind. There are people who can learn. I went to school with somebody who can learn from morning to evening. He can, he can learn more than 18 hours and still not retain. Not that he's lazy. He can sit behind book. He will, people will be playing football. He will not join. It's like he will be sitting down learning, learning, and still. But you, you just scan through the thing. You just scan with your eye. Shabri, everything. Who made you this way? Look at how beautiful the Lord has made you. If God even had asked you to draw yourself so that he will make you. I'm sure you wouldn't know how to draw your nose. Everything you have and you amount to is going to come from God. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Amen. So don't be moved from your prosperity. Acknowledge the Lord always in little things and in big things. This is the secret of David. David said, I am the Lord's anointed. I am the Lord's anointed. It's the anointing of God that has brought me this way. It's like the day he danced and his wife was not happy, he told her wife, the God who chose me before your father, before him I'm dancing. He said, even what you have said, I'm even going to be more vile. I'm going to dance even more. I'm going, you see, he saw himself as nothing. And God said unto um, Saul, said, when thou art small in your own eyes, I made you a king. But now that you have become big, I will bring you down. May you never be moved from your prosperity. I prophesy prosperity. I prophesy good days. I prophesy the blessing of the Lord. I said, I prophesy the blessing of the Lord. May the Lord give you business acumen. May the Lord give you something that you don't have today. May your business do well. May God give you a business idea. May the Lord prosper the work of your hand. 
May the Lord cause you to have more than money. May you have a skill. May you have a talent. May you have an understanding. Wisdom. May you know what will sell. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And when you have come to that place, that money is not a problem. Don't give a formula. Always turn and say that by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Always turn and give credit to God. Amen. Because we don't know. If God doesn't help us, we can't even see tomorrow. You can go to Virgin Active. You can be swallowing vitamins. And you can be drinking all the... It doesn't take all those things. It is the mercies of God. Hallelujah. And believe, believe in it. Believe that God has made you who you are. And always, you know, you can boast at the workplace, you can boast in the... But when it comes to God, just be very soft and just be very kind towards God. And as far as you do that, I can show you, God will let you continue. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is what David said. That's what David said. When he came to God, he said, why have you done this? He said, I am sorry, but not so. So will argue. But David never argued. That's why even in his sin, God will forgive him. Hallelujah. Are you going to maintain your prosperity? Yeah. Most of us, we are more prosperous than our grandfathers and even our parents. There are things you are wearing, the things you are eating. Some of your grandmothers uh, uh, and fathers did not even uh, know of it. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, so even now in your state that you are believing God for more prosperity, you are more prosperous than your, your grandparents. Or you, you don't believe it? Yeah. The car you are driving, the shoe you have, and the things you have, your grandparents just thought about it. So you can see that you are prosperous, but not, not the type of prosperity that you are looking for. God is going to take you higher. Hallelujah. He's going to take you forward. But the way not to be removed from your prosperity, always acknowledge him. Give him glory. Honor him with your substance. Hallelujah. The last verse, let's read it and we'll be praying. It's Luke chapter 6 verse number 38. Luke. Luke 6.38. The Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. Hallelujah. Amen. Believe the word of God. Don't doubt the word of God. It is this same word. It is this same word that created the world. It is this same word that brought into existence me and you. And it says, give and it shall be given back unto you. Press down, shaking together and running over. He will cause men to give back unto us. And with the same measure that you measure or you meet, God is going to do it. Amen. So... I need you to take your tithes, 
take your offering, take your seat. Within the week, last week, one of our brothers was very generous and blessed the church to uh, continue with the planting. Hallelujah. Yeah, he called. He said, uh, what, what can I do? How can I have with the uh, planting? And he sent an offering to support. Hallelujah. Should God not bless him? Yeah, and God will bless you also. Hallelujah. So take your tithe, take your offering, take your seed, whatever you are giving. Your tithe is the tent. I want to pray over it. According to the word of God, you cannot outgive God. He's not a man to lie, neither a son of man to repent. Whatever he has said will come to pass. Whatever he speaks, he will fulfill it. He said, honor me with the first and the best. And test me with this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and bless you that there shall not be room enough to contain it. Please take your tithe. Make sure the tithe is the tent. You can always run. Don't run it down. Run it up. Yeah. Take it on your phone, on your iPad whatever you are using to pay straight into the church account, or if you, are, you have an envelope, you are giving it cash also, lift it, lift it. And I want to pray with you. If you are paying your tithe, you are giving offering. Stand, especially all the tithes, stand, lift it. You have paid your tithe for the month, or you are paying, lift it, let me pray with you. Lift it, let's pray. You can stand with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, mo ande, mo sota ande kabande, Lord, behold your sons and your daughters. Lord, they hold in their hands the tent of all you have given to honor you. And Lord, what we are saying is that it's not because we have nothing to spend money on. It's not because we have more money than we can use. But Lord, in obedience to your word, your word that cannot be broken, your word that shall be fulfilled. Lord, we are doing this. We are giving according to your word. We are honoring you according to your word. Lord, let your word be fulfilled concerning us, Lord, concerning our giving, concerning our offering. Lord, as you said, raise people to give back unto us. Press down, shaking together and running over. Rebuke the devourer for us as we sow our offerings and we give our tithes the first and the best. Lord, may it be well with us according to your word. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Okay. Please send it. All ashes go around. Go around. If you use your phone, touch the Okay, give it, give it. You can go around. Ashes, go around and. Okay. You can do better than that. Clap for girl power. Now you can clap for Jesus as well. We thank the Lord for the ministration by the choir.
the ministration by LP, be steadfast in the work of the Lord, my God. Our pastor is here. I said our pastor is in the house. Maybe people don't understand that we missed him for a long time. And I'm glad that he came back again this week. And we want him to know that we are happy he's back. So keep clapping. Keep clapping. And with Jesus' joy, we want him to stay. So help me to welcome our pastor. My pastor, your pastor, the very son of Bishop Doug Howard Mills, Bishop Napoleon Essien. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Let bow our head for prayer. Lift your hands, lift your hands and begin to talk to God. Mayande. Somebody lift your hands. Lift your hands to God and begin to talk to Him. Begin to pray. Don't be quiet. Lift your hands. Lift your hands and say, Lord, Moka, Liamosote, Liande, Mota, Bando, Riande, Lima. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ah, let our coming not be in vain. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we pray for understanding. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and call on him. Call on him. The Lord, as your word comes, may I not be the same. Let your power, let your healing, let your touch, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, we call on you. We pray to you. We call on you. Have your way. Moto Sante. Riande. Limo. Suta. Bande. Limo. Kuta. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity, the privilege we have to be where you are, Lord. Have your way. Lord, do something with our lives. Heal our bodies. Heal our diseases. Restore the joy of our salvation. And let your name be praised, O oh God. Holy Spirit of God, have your way. And let your will be done in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated. Hallelujah. All right. Let's allow me to preach in my sunglasses. What do you think? Yeah. I have a little, a little each or whatever it when i see the light it begins to irritate so i want to be comfortable what do you think yeah it's allowed it's also for you to know that i have a sunglasses so. what a shock all right all right how many know that 29th is coming 
Next week will be 29th. Yeah, and next week, by the grace of God, we are going to have a fantastic service. God is going to be so good to us. We are going to have the Global Healing Jesus Partner Service um, to raise some funds to support our Father. Amen. Yeah, it's a, it's a blessing for us to be in a house like this. Amen. So today I want to share something very important and significant with you. And it's um, part of the building up for next week. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, many of you have joined the church, but I have not had many people come to ask me certain questions. So I want to tell you the question I was expecting. <laughs> that you have not. Are you here? Because uh, when you go to every church, every church is a little different. Are you here? So I want to tell you clearly the vision of this church. So that is the title of my message. The vision of Lighthouse Chapel International. The vision. Amen. Or the vision of the church you belong to. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I want to know the vision. Tell another person it's important to me. Hallelujah. Now, any entity in business, we call every setup, okay, an entity. An entity has the ability to seal and to be sealed. Are you there? So businesses are legal entities. They are persons. They are legal persons. Just as a human being is a person, he has a right, okay, in the same way, in the business world, when you also establish a business, the business also has a right. You get it? Yeah, it's an entity. It has a right. The business can do and can undo. The business can seal and the business can also be sealed. And every business or every entity has a purpose. So before you even register it, you need to write the purpose for which you are setting up that entity. Is that okay? Yeah. So we also as a church, I need you to know what is our vision. The reason why this church is set up. When you have this book, there's a, a portion of it that talks about what it means to catch the spirit of the ministry. Are you there? Yeah. And when you catch the spirit of the ministry, one of the things that will let you know you've caught the spirit of the ministry is that you become aware of the vision. There are eight things, there are eight things that when you catch, it means you have caught the spirit of the ministry. Are you here? Now, if you don't catch a spirit of a specific ministry, it will be difficult for you to fit in you'll be misfit and you, your help can be destructive. Not that you want to destroy anything, but because you don't know what the entity is established to do, your good intention can be very bad to the entity. If you want to help any establishment or any entity in that sense, you need to understand what they have set up to do. When you understand it, then you can help 
what they are doing. Are you there? That is why when you look into the Bible, the apostles and the disciples, they did not understand Jesus. That when he is even hungry and they bring him food, he will not eat. And they said, Master, has anybody given you to eat? They said, no, nobody has given me to eat but my meat. Jesus said unto them, my meat, what makes me happy? My meat, what makes myself come? My meat is to do the will of the Father and to finish it. Not just to do it, but to finish it. So when Jesus is doing the will of the Father, when he's winning souls, when he's preaching and he's getting people to go to heaven, nothing, it's like, that is what gives him the the, the, the excitement, fulfillment, hallelujah. So it is very important. It is very, very important. One day, somebody came to Jesus and said, Master, tell my brothers to split the inheritance with us. He, said, he just turned and said, who has made me a, a judge of That's not the reason why I'm not here to share inheritance. Are you getting it? So if you don't know your business, or you don't know the purpose for which you are doing something, you can be misguided. You get into so many things that are not the reason for which you are set up, or even the reason for which you are employed. Hallelujah. Are you here? So you can do something very good, but it will be very bad, because that is not the reason why you are employed. If you are employed to be in, let's say, the kitchen of a hospital to provide food for the patients, sometimes there are diets that can even heal people. Not, I mean, some diets are medicine as well. They can give you food, and the food can heal whatever condition. If you are coming to work as a kitchen staff or the matron or the one, the the, the, the chief cook, and you see there's nobody to help people in the ambulance. Okay, they've brought sick people. You are, you are strong. So you go and use your strength to help them to either offload these patients and push them to, by the time you finish, it's time for your uh, patient to eat and there's no food. And you explain to them, that I did not cook be, because I was helping. I was helping, I mean, sick people so that they don't die. Well, your explanation is okay, but you can easily be sad because that is not the reason. That is not, you see, that's why you can do something very good, but it will be bad. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, when you read from verse number 21, he said, on that day many shall come and say unto me, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not heal? Did we not do so many things in your name? And he said, the Bible said, and I will say and profess unto them, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. What are the work, workers of iniquity? What did they do? The workers of iniquity, what is the work that they did? They healed, they prophesied, they cast evil spirit in the name of Jesus. But they were workers of iniquity. So, the fact that you are doing something good does not make it a good thing. The good thing is what God will have you to do. 
Can I say that again? You may do a good thing and still be a worker of iniquity. So the person who goes to help the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the ambulance workers to offload the patient and help them and clean uh, the floor and the blood and all that may be a worker of iniquity. When his uh, turn comes for him to provide the food, okay, for the meal, for the hospital, and he's not ready. Are you here? So the good thing that he had done or she has done becomes, I mean, works of iniquity. Hallelujah. So in the same way and in the same sense, you need to understand even why God has saved you, why God has brought you to the church he has brought you. And it is very important for us as a church to know, hallelujah, the vision, the vision of the house. Go to every company, sometimes in uh, the hall, they will put the mission and the vision. When you go to KFC, I'm sure they want to uh, give everybody chicken to eat. Go to, the people have different uh, agendas and that is their vision or mission statement. Hallelujah. So let's read from Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11. I'm reading from verse number 12. Numbers chapter 11, verse number 12. Numbers chapter 11, verse number 12. Is it in your Bible? If you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. I'm waiting. I'm sure by now you are there. Are you there? Okay. Okay, maybe let's start from the verse number 11 so you don't forget. It's easier, 11, 11. You just remember numbers that you know where we started today. Okay, numbers chapter 11. I'm reading from verse number 11. The Bible says, And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of these people upon me? Have I conceived all these people? Have I begotten them, that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in your bosom, as a nursing father buried a suckling child, unto the land which thou swearest unto Thy fathers, when should I have flesh to give unto all these people? For they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh that we may eat. I am not able to bear all these people alone because it is too heavy for me. And if thou deal thus with me, Kill me, I pray thee, that I pray thee out of hand, if I have found favor in thy sight. And let not, sorry, and let me not see my wretchedness. Verse number 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of the 
of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. Verse number 17. Can we read it together? One, go. And I will come down and talk with thee, and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. Hallelujah. Are you there? So this is a very important uh, scripture that shows us that one person may be given a vision, but one person cannot do it. Moses is a type of um, a pastor that God sends to go into the world, talk to Pharaoh, which is a type of Satan who will never let the people of God go free. And the Bible says that Moses goes, when you read the earlier uh, verses, Moses goes and through different, I mean, uh, uh, powerful workings of the Lord through him, he brings the people out of Egypt, okay, with signs and wonders, the Red Sea is parted, they all come out and all that. But as they are out and they are with Moses and they are going, it comes to a place and he begins to say that, Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, if you really love me, then I, I think that you should kill me because I cannot do this work alone. That is the work of the ministry. And Moses, or the pastor who is talking, is not a pastor that was not anointed. Moses was very anointed. He had miracles. He could call for frogs, plagues. He can turn water into blood. He caused the firstborns of so many people to die. He, he really was anointed. So if you think that Moses was not anointed, that is why he's asking God to kill him. Then change your mind. Because Moses was anointed. God gave him, I mean, the power to back his ministry. Hallelujah. Somebody who can put a rod down and the rod becomes a serpent. And not just a serpent, but a one that can swallow, I mean, several serpents of the magicians of Pharaoh. Somebody who can deal with witches, witchcraft, warlords, and win. The magicians and sorcerers and different people, they could not contain his power. Hallelujah. This is the person who came into a place that was telling God, if this is how you are going to deal with me, then kill me. Because I don't want to see my wretchedness. And that is how the church is. That is how the ministry is. If the ministry is left to be done by one person, hallelujah, if there are no supporters, if there are no people who will stand with the Moses that God has chosen, the ministry becomes a burden that is unbearable. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because God had given the vision to Moses, and the vision of Moses' church is to lead the people from Egypt into the promised land. Hallelujah. 
That is the vision that God gave him. So Moses' vision is that, yes, you are out of Egypt, but I cannot leave you where you are because the vision is that I need to take you all the way to Canaan. How many are understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. So every, I mean, man of God has a vision that God has given him. When God sends you, he gives you a message. When he sends uh, uh, Jonah, he gave me a message. Jonah was not to bring people from Egypt. He was sent to Nineveh. Hallelujah. Yeah, and he was not even to cause them to move from there. They were to repent there. Hallelujah. When God called uh, Abraham, Abraham was not asked to go to Nineveh, and Abraham was not asked to go to Egypt. Abraham, all that he needed to do, all that he needed to do was to leave his father's house and to go to a place that God would show him. And all the work that Abraham had to do was to give birth to his Isaac. When Abraham gave birth to his Isaac, it, it was finished. Amen. Yeah. When God called Noah, Noah was not to give birth to Isaac. Noah was to make an ark. Hallelujah. And take. So I'm talking about a vision. God calls a man and gives the person a vision. And that vision is what causes all the people. Now, if you are part of the sons and the daughters of Noah, okay, or you are part of Noah's family and you want to go to Egypt, what are you talking about? Your, your work has got nothing to do with Egypt. Your work has got to do with carpentry work. You may have to learn how to help in building an ark. And you need to know about animals, how to help. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you need to do maybe uh, zoology or something. Carpentry and learn how to go out and call people into the ark. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is the ministry of uh, uh, Noah. Amen. So it's like God gives a man a vision. And if you are going to be part of Noah's uh, church and you want to, uh, what do you call it, do something different from what God has given to Noah, you are going to have problem with Noah. Because the vision that God has given Noah is a specific vision. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a specific vision to do something uh, different from uh, all the other people that God called. So you need to understand. Hallelujah. So again, the vision of Lighthouse Chapel International. What is our vision? Our vision is simple. It's soul winning and church planting. Can we repeat it? Soul winning and church planting. Hallelujah. So when you are in a church like ours, you need to know what are we doing as a church? What is our vision? Our vision is to win the lost. Our vision is to make sure that every single person will end up in heaven with a lot of people. That you are not going to be an ordinary walk alone. Bob, no star, sergeant. No, you are going to be an important person in heaven. Our vision is that every one of us will be a soul winner. Every one of us can be a church planter. Can I hear a lot of amen? And it's very important that when you join a church, you need to find out. Some churches, 
believing, I mean, their vision is empowerment. Like somebody said, we are empowering the ladies without taking power from the men. I, I don't know what it means. You want to empower the ladies without taking power. It's also a, a vision. Are you understanding that? So maybe you are for economic emancipation. A big way that we don't know what it actually means, but it's something. Maybe there are people who are into dominion. There are people who are into prosperity. There are people who are into power. There are people who are into deliverance. Do, do you understand? Dominion, deliverance. So when you, there are people, their main aim is deliverance and healing and all that. It's, it's not like we don't have it. We don't, we don't preach about prosperity. We practice prosperity. We practice it. You, you start preaching it. We practice prosperity. Yeah, come and let's compare not who has prospered. Let's see where your church is. And let's know the rent you are paying. And I'll tell you that I don't pay rent. Yeah, if you can afford to buy a land over here, buy and let us see with your prosperity message. So talking about something, that is what the Bible says, that it's not those who are saying, Lord, Lord, will go to heaven. It's those who are doing the will of God. You can, you can preach prosperity till, till, till your, your, the scriptures in the Bible is finished. But do, are you, have you prospered? Let's let talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hallelujah. So, listen carefully. The vision that God has given us is to win souls and to plant churches. And that is the agenda of this church. Hallelujah. So, every one of us, I see you becoming a soul winner. I say, I see you becoming a soul winner. And I see you becoming a church planter. In fact, we believe that every member of this church can be a minister. You can be ministering as a dancing star, as a puppet star, as a singing star, as a I mean, soul winning star. You, you, the church is filled with stars. Yeah, everybody is a star. Communion stars. Airport stars. What again? Ashes. Ashes stars. Singing stars. Film stars, preaching stars. You are the next preaching star. It's a church of stars. So rise up and become the next star in the name of Jesus. So winning stars. We need to come. You need to come to church and your bus is filled with 20 members. People that you have won to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's very important. So the Bible talks about it. Moses said, look, if I have found favor, kill me. Kill me. Kill me. I don't want to see my wretchedness. He said, I have, am I, why will you burden me like a, a father, a nursing father? Have I given birth to all these people? Where will I have meat for them? They are crying. They need fish and all that. I said, I cannot bear the burden. You know, that is what the ministry is. When God gives a vision, like the Bible said, so we'll go there. He said the word was given by one, by a company of those that publish it. The word is given to one person, but a company will have to publish it. So when God gave Moses the vision of bringing the people, he go to a place. He said, I cannot continue. I cannot. It's too heavy. It's such a burden. 
Hallelujah. Tell somebody, ministry is a burden. Whatever God wants you to do is a burden, and the burden cannot be borne by one person. But listen to this. Your, your, your um, aspiration or your need to get people to help with the burden is what even destroys the vision. How many have noticed that when sole proprietorship, somebody who sells a, a loan, when um, the business does well and he employs people, he loses, he loses something. Sometimes even his personal relationship, the personal touch goes away. So anytime business or entity is doing well, they lose something. And that is what we don't want to lose. Yes, we need to win souls. Yes, we are. So if we have people coming to church and we don't get them to understand what we want to do, you'll be surprised that somebody will come here and say we should do deliverance every morning. We do deliverance, we do healing, we do power, we do miracles, doing convention and specific days. Hallelujah. Yeah, we have days that we do it. There's a day that we said we can have a Friday prayer meeting, healing service, miracle service, anointing service, communion service for that. But our Sunday mornings is worship and teaching service. Hallelujah. Amen. Teaching people to be established as Christians first that they must be established. They need to know that they are born again, saved, and they should mature so that they will be able to help in the saving of other souls. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. And God said, you know what, Moses, what you are saying is true. So he said, bring with you, take 70 people and bring them with you. And verse number 17, Bible says, God said, and bring them to church. Let them come and stand with you in the tabernacle of the congregation. And I, God, I will come from heaven and stand there with you. And I'm going to take the spirit. I'm going to take the anointing, that specific anointing that is upon you. And I'm going to put it on the 70 so that their mind will work like your mind. So that they will think like you think. So that they will behave. They will understand you. Hallelujah. Then the Bible says, so they will be able to bear the burden of the people with you. So that you will not bear it all yourself. Hallelujah. Now the problem is having people to help you who have not caught the spirit of the house. Who don't know the vision of the house. Who don't know what you exist to do as an entity. Who don't know the purpose of the church. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. So if people want to help you and you don't tell them what you are going to do or what you are doing as a church, their help will not go far. It will be destructive. Hallelujah. So God says that, look, I'm going to take the spirit. Listen carefully. You notice that these people were not asked to help until they caught the spirit of the house. Until they understood the vision. Until, the, the, you know, there is something. Why did God not give these people their individual anointing? He could have given them 70 different anointings to help Moses. But I said, no. There, there should be agreement. There should, we, your mind should work like the leader. 
you should understand the vision of the house. Hallelujah. One of the things, when we go through, one of the, th- we believe, one of the things is we believe in buildings. We believe in church buildings than uh, cars. We would rather build a church. As we are talking now, I'm building a church in uh, Montfrey. Yeah. I'm building a church in Montfrey. Every one of our churches, we will strive to give you your meeting place. Yeah, because we believe in buildings that a church should have a building. Because forces have holes and bears of the air, they have nests. The son of man should also have a place to meet. Hallelujah. So if you don't, you don't understand the vision of the house or the uh, philosophy, that's how our mind works. Okay, or the doctrine, what we teach in the house. You can easily say, hey, why are these people uh, building church? We have a church over here. Why won't you concentrate? It, it is the reason why a church like this, we have not spent the rest of our money to buy uh, speakers. Because somebody else needs a church. When that person gets a church, then we can think of our uh, speakers. What do you think? At least we have a building. What do you think? Yeah. There are things that are very impressive, but it doesn't go far. Yeah. We can have, I mean, light and smoke over here. And we can have speakers. The speakers that we used, uh, when was it? For the convention, the one-day convention, the speaker that we packed over here. I have the invoice. It's 618,000 rand. 618,000. That's how much we will have to spend to buy such a speaker. It can buy a land, at least three lands somewhere for some of the churches. So I can deny myself of that speaker for three of our churches to have a land first. You need to understand. But if you are not, if you are in a church like this and you don't understand the vision of the church, you say, how can a church like this be using plastic chairs. Don't worry. Don't worry. We, we know. We know what is nice. You yourself, you give, give us some time. When you come in, into your church, you'll be surprised. We'll be surprised that when we are worshiping, we we'll close every door, air condition everywhere. The sound will not travel. Just give us some time. After we have bought some lands, and you notice that we will turn back onto ourselves. You will see the lightings. When you come, you say, hey, where are we? Just give us some time. And is it we do our things, we don't borrow. We don't take loans from bank. If we have it, we have it. If we don't have it, we don't have it. Our church, one of the things we do, we don't try to impress people. We are not trying to impress you at all. Whatever you see is real. There is no borrowing. We don't believe in bank loans. The banks, they don't like us. Because we don't have a file for our car, for our building, for our... No, 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 no. If we can afford it, we do. We can afford it, we'll wait till we can afford it. A simple life. We don't have any credit rating. We don't need any credit. It's a simple life. We believe that zero is bigger than negative thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Any number on the right, on the number line, is bigger than the one on the left. Yeah, so we believe that if you don't owe, you are zero. It's far better than owing a lot. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So Moses was helped tremendously. And look at the help. God said that take 70 people. So any church that doesn't have 70, you see, this is God's idea. If you are going to do the work of God, the vision that God has given, the first help, the first set of help, you need to have at least 70 helpers. That is God's idea. 70 people who have the mind and who have the spirit, who understand the vision of the house. Hallelujah. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Amen. So, let me quickly get into it. I read it quickly, then we'll be out of here. Okay. So, in every church, listen to this. In every church, you must endeavor to catch the vision, the principles, philosophy, standards, doctrine, procedures, emphasis, and the anointing of the house. To illustrate this better, I will use the Lighthouse Chapel International as a model. The vision of the house or the vision of Lighthouse Chapel International. Generally speaking, the vision of Lighthouse Chapel International is song winning and church planting. Many pastors do not have a vision for soul winning. We have a strong vision for soul winning. If you are oriented, or if you are not oriented towards the harvest, you will not fit into such a church. Everyone is taught and motivated to save the lost and to be involved in practical ministry. What, no one is left out, including professionals and businessmen. We believe that every member can be a minister. It may sound strange, but that is our vision. Some churches have a vision for prosperity. Others have a vision for dominion over the works of darkness. Others have a vision of deliverance. Whichever church you decide to be a part of, you must learn to cut the vision of the house. No one vision is right or wrong. The vision depends on the call that God has given to the set man. Leave the judgment of that to the Lord. Amen. Amen. So very important. Very important. So it will be strange for you to be a member of this house. And you don't know how to lead somebody to receive Christ. You know, there's no difference between soul winning and church planting. Church planting, sorry. When plenty souls are won, a church is planted. So wherever you are coming from, for instance, if you are coming from Denu and you are bringing five buses every Sunday, about 120 people are coming. At a point, you see that the transportation is going to be too much. So we tell you that just meet them wherever. So that your soul winning has turned into church planting. When more souls are won, church is planted. If you don't know how to win a soul, you cannot plant a church. In our church, we don't start a churches by breaking somebody's church. No. We don't start a church. Um, can you imagine that if somebody wants to build a house and come and break part of your house to start his? Just a matter of time. 
when you gather strength, you also go and break his church. So you notice that in our church, we have new believers. We believe in winning souls, turning out unbelievers into believers. We are set out to make sure that everyone who comes into church will get the knowledge of salvation. That is why every service, even prayer service, at the end of the service, there is altar call. There wouldn't be a day that we will do a service and there's no altar call because our vision is so winning and church planting. As we are talking here, there are people who have gone to Cryfontaine. There are people in Mamesbury. There are people in Kailicha. We, from here, we are starting branches all over in uh, Joslovo, Melnatin. There's somebody there who was supposed to be here, but we are planting ch- church there. Hallelujah. It is part, it, that is what we are doing. We believe that if KFC and ShopRite can be in all the dangerous places, all the do- dangerous places, KFC is there and ShopRite is there. ShopRite is in Joslovo, it's in Denu, it's everywhere there's ShopRite. The church can also be there. Hallelujah. We believe that everywhere that there's a tavern, there can also be a church. Hallelujah. We believe that no one deserves to go to hell when you are around the person. Are you there? Yeah, so you need to really understand what we believe in as a church. Hallelujah. Yeah. So to catch this spirit of the house, the spirit of the ministry, that's one. The next thing is the principles, the principle of the house. What is the principle of the house? The principle of our, of our church is that of the word of God. We believe in the word of God. Whatever is not in the Bible, we cannot do it. Our principles are that of the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it must be in the word of God for us to do it. Mr. Pastor, Mr. Bishop. What you are saying, where is it in the Bible? Hallelujah. Yeah, if it's not in the Bible, we think that it's not good enough. The Bible is the foundation for what we do. Hallelujah. The next thing you can also think about getting is the philosophy. Philosophy talks about how does our mind works, the way our mind works. Our mind works that you can marry very early instead of sinning. Why do you burn and why do you commit fornication when you can commit love? So our mind works in this way, that marriage is a good thing. Amen. Hello? My wife, amen? Yeah. That's why I married you. It's been some 19 years. Yeah. 19 years. If you want to be a good Christian, not this kind of a Christian that by the time you are getting married, you have broken more than 30 people's hearts. You are a pastor, but 30 people are praying against you. How can you do well? You've broken. You've broken so many hearts. Who are you going to win? When these 30 people come together against you and pray against you, you as a pastor, what will you do? (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you there? So it's very important. Why? Because Jesus said that he has come to seek and to save the lost. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. Jesus said that this is the reason why he came. He came to seek and to save the lost. He said, of all those that the Lord you have given me, I have lost none. Amen. The agenda. You know, we are following Jesus. He came to save the lost. And we don't think that there is anything worth doing as a church than to follow what Jesus came to do. Hallelujah. He went about all that Jesus said. He came to preach. He came to teach. And he came to heal and to deliver us for uh, eternity. So everything we are, have, we are doing as a church, our vision is that every soul, anyone who is not born again must be born again. Whether they are in school. Our mind works this way, that everyone can be used by God. Our philosophy is that you can do the work of God as a nurse, as an accountant, as an engineer, as a doctor. You don't need to resign. Everybody doesn't have to be a full-timer. Do whatever you are doing, and you can also contribute your portion into the salvation. Hallelujah. So you see that we have students who go to school in the morning, in the evening, they are preaching. We have student pastors. We have mothers who are pastors. We have accountants who are pastors. We, have, we, we, we believe that's how our mind works. That's how our mind works. That before you even become a full-time, you should have been a successful lay minister. We don't think that becoming a full-time minister is employment. It's a calling. So if you are not successful as a businessman and doing the church on the side, then you cannot leave your business and uh, concentrate on the church. I was a lay person. I, was an, I resigned as a principal accountant. I worked as a principal accountant for 10 years. Yeah, and I passed it. And I had a, a whole diocese under me. I started over 12 uh, churches from one church. So I passed it's not, And we also believe in education. Just, just for your information. <laughs> just for your information. We don't believe that idiots should be pastors. No, we believe that intelligent people. Yeah, God wants the best. It's not like you couldn't do math. You can't read history. You can't add two plus two. Say, so then I want to be a pastor. No. Finish your school. Hallelujah. Finish your school. Finish whatever. Then do whatever you are doing. Then do the work of God in addition. When you sense the strong calling, then now we can say that we have, you have proven yourself. Not that they want. We, we, there's no evidence. You are using the church as employment. No. Preaching the gospel is a calling. Hallelujah. Are you here? So you need to understand all these things. Or maybe you are sitting down there and say, oh, I want to be a full-time in this church if they can employ me to. We don't also even employ pastors who have gone to Bible school that we don't know what they were taught. We have our own uh, uh, Bible school. If you want to go formally, we will send you. It's called ABMTC. And we have the informal IPTP, informal pastoral training program. Every after service, there are teachings going on. Different Bible schools are going on. We write exams. Even as we are talking today, people have exams they are going to write. Yeah, new believers. They finish new believers school. They are writing exams. People have finished school of solid foundation. 
they are writing exams. School of the Word, they are writing exams. School of Apologetics, they are writing exams. School of Victorious Living, they are writing exams. School of Evangelism, they are writing exams. Hallelujah. Yeah, we believe in it. So you need to understand that this church, this is what we are set up to do. So winning and that is why it is not strange for us to see healing Jesus crusade going on. Hallelujah. That is how I am. That is our vision. We win souls locally to uh, build a church and we also go international. There is nowhere too far. That is why we are going to Madagascar. Look, we were in South Africa. Healing Jesus crusade was in South Africa. He combed all over, more than 38 cities. Yeah, and, and the money that was spent, it did not come from this church. Other people give somewhere, but wherever God directs for the souls to be won, we come behind it and we support the soul winning agenda. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I did not hear your loudest amen. amen. I said we come behind the Healing Jesus Crusade team to support the soul-winning agenda because that is the vision. That is the vision that a soul is a soul and is precious to God. Hallelujah. So wherever the soul is, you know, when you look at where the prophet goes, the evangelist go for the soul-winning, he doesn't go to the big cities. No. We go to where it's difficult for people to reach. Hallelujah. Because the, 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 the cities are filled with preachers, but more people are in places that cannot be assessed. So when you hear that we are doing a global healing Jesus partner service, that is when yourself should come. That say, yeah, that is the vision of the church. Amen. You need to thank God for a church like ours who have not deviated from 1988 up to now. Hallelujah. How many years has it been from 88 to now? 34 years. We have over 4,000 branches in over 100 countries. So winning. So winning. And we believe in missions, giving yourself, going. Yeah, you can go for a mission as a lay person. Yeah, instead of staying in your country to work as an accountant or as a lawyer or as a doctor. Why don't you go and start a church somewhere and do your law and you pastor the church? That's a, a, a vision. Hallelujah. Yeah, so you notice that we have so many professionals. If you come to the church, you may think that is it collection of professional people? Everyone preaching is a professor, is not a doctor, it's a lawyer. If it's not a lawyer, it's an architect. If it's not an architect, it's an accountant. If not, it's a nurse. If not, it's a mason. Everyone has something to do. It is difficult for you to be in the church. It's like you are aimless. You don't want. You just want to be a pastor. No, no. Be 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 a professional. Do you know that Jesus had a profession? He was a carpenter before he gave it up and concentrated. So we also believe that you should have a profession. You should also do something. Hallelujah! If the Son of God, who came just to live and to die, had a profession, why are you coming out of? School at grade 8 or grade 12. Continue. Continue. I said continue. Yeah, continue. You cannot stop at grade 12. Hallelujah. And when we know 
that our vision is so winning and church planting. I'm telling you. So this one, I, I just want to whisper it into your ears. Can you keep a secret? Now, if you are here and you don't know how to lead somebody to receive Christ, then you are far from the vision. Because our vision is what? So winning and... So if you don't know how to win a soul, you cannot lead somebody to receive Christ. Then it means you are far from the mission. Can I see? How many people... Look, you are in church. You cannot tell us. How many people here? I mean... You, you, you are not sure whether you can lead somebody to receive Christ. You are not sure. Lift your hand. Hey, everybody, wow. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, we are going to make that, uh, that, that recording uh, ready for you. You hear every Sunday after Sunday when people come to the front, see after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, today I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me. I am sorry for all my sins. I am sorry for my mistakes. I believe in you, Jesus. You are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. I accept you into my heart as the savior, the master, and the Lord over my soul. Please write my name in your book of life. From today, I belong to you. Then you say, say after me, Satan, from now, I don't belong to you. I belong to Jesus. Therefore, whatever you have in me, I refuse it. I reject it. In the name of Jesus, I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, this thing should be your ringing tone. I said it should be your ringing tone. Until you know how to... When they call you that your grandmother has been rushed to the hospital, the first thing is not to pray for healing. It's to lead the person to receive Christ. One day I was in the hospital about to pray for somebody. And as I was about to, I was about to pray. Then the, the person, the one who was sick, he said, stop, stop. I said, ah, I thought I was trying to quench my anointing. I said, stop, stop. So when a sick person says stop, you need to stop. So I stopped. Then this lady asked me, where is Lazarus? Where is Lazarus? What has thou got to do with the prayer I'm praying? So I was quiet for some time. Because I know two Lazarus. Hmm? Yeah. You know, some, some people you don't know that there are two Lazarus. You see. There's one that died and was in the bosom of Abraham. And the one, the sister of Mary and Martha, that Jesus raised from the dead. So I was like, Lazarus. Lazarus. I said, the one, the one Jesus raised from the dead. She helped me. I said, the one Jesus raised from the dead. Now, so, 
Lazarus, he, he is dead. They say, yeah. So the one that Jesus, not, not Thomas or Judas raising from the dead, the one that Jesus raised from the dead, he is finally dead again. So that is what he was telling me, that it looks like even if I pray for her healing, as for dying, she will surely die, but I should make sure where she's about to go. Hallelujah! I'm talking about soul winning and church planting. She was at the, at the hospital, not knowing whether she will live or not, but she wanted to be sure that her, her soul is saved. I'm talking about soul winning. Why are you praying for your uncle, your auntie for healing and you are not sure? Death is certain. Hallelujah. So before you, you command the demons be healed and all that, lead the person first to receive salvation. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is why. The, the, look, get the message. The tail end. Where is uh, uh, Polo Show? Do we have it? Make it available every time. You don't know how to lead somebody to receive Christ. You need to soak it. It should be your ringtone. Listen to it over and over. Hallelujah. Yeah, until you are able to lead somebody to receive Christ. Because that is the vision of the house. Hallelujah. That everyone you meet at school, at workplace, in the market, by the roadside, we can lead a person to receive Christ. Sometimes you want to pray for somebody say, uh, when we come on Sunday, I say, no, 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 no. Let's do it here by the roadside. Yes, by the roadside. Yes, by the roadside. Say with me, Lord, you need to know how to lead somebody to receive Christ within 30 seconds. You need to be specialist because that is our vision. That is our vision of the house. So winning and may every soul around you be saved. Amen. I say may every soul around you be saved. Yeah, that is why the choir is not uh, for display. No, the choir is for soul winning. Dancing stars are for soul. Every aspect of the church is for soul winning. Hallelujah. Yeah, we are coming to embark on it. Door to door, your complex, everyone in your complex must be saved because of you. Are, are you here? There must not be people around you who are not saved. When you are saved and you are there. So the vision of the house is going to become our vision. That is the way Moses was helped. The spirit that was upon him was taken and it came upon them so that he could help Moses to bear the burden. Hallelujah. So winning the whole of Cape Town is not going to be my single burden. Are you bringing your shoulder under the burden? Are you ready to be a soul winner? Hello? Are you ready to be a soul winner? Yeah. I want you to say to the Lord, the Lord, I want to be a soul winner. Give me the spirit of the house. Give me the anointing of the house. The vision of the house should be my vision. So that you don't say that, hey, in your church, what do you believe in? No. You have to say, in our church. Hallelujah. Tell somebody in our church. Our vision is soul winning. And church planting. Ask the person, can you lead me to receive Christ? Ask the other person, what about you? Tell the person, if you cannot lead somebody to receive Christ, then you have not caught the vision of the house. Ask the person, are there people around you 
who are not yet saved. Tell the person it's your responsibility. Tell the person it's your responsibility. If they go to hell, their blood will be asked from you. Tell the person, do what is right. Help them to be born again in your school, at your workplace, wherever you are. Lead people to receive Christ and God will bless you. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord lift his countenance upon you. May it be well with you. As we win souls, as we go about, as you do, may you, may you encounter angels in the name of Jesus. Can I tell you something? You know, you will never know. Do you know what prosperity is? That's what Jesus told Peter. When Peter did not have money, he said, go and win soul. Jesus gave Peter a baitless hook. He said, go and win a soul. And when you catch the fish, there will be a God inside the mouth. Hallelujah. The way God blesses us, the prophecy of the blessing of God is that the souls that you win, by the time you have 1,000 souls, you'll be surprised that you win your employer. You'll be surprised that you win somebody. So as a Christian, that if you are a Christian poor, it's because you have not won a soul. Every Christian who is poor has not won a soul. Because the goal that God wants to give you is in the mouth of the fish. Hallelujah. And the fish are the souls that God wants us to win. Hallelujah. Be the soul winner in your complex. Be the one in charge of the people. You self-appointed soul winner wherever you are because the vision of the house oh, is upon you. Because the anointing of the house is upon you. No one around you, around you will die and go to hell when you are around. Yeah, may they call you that, hey, there's something happening here. When you arrive, you lead the people to receive Christ. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you. May the anointing to save the lost be upon you. May people not die around you. May God refer to you as my, my son, my daughter, in whom I am well pleased with. May God be happy with you. Because you are leading many unto salvation. But if one soul, one soul even repents and receives salvation, the whole host of heaven Rejoice. There's celebration. There's dancing. There's joy in heaven for the salvation of one soul. May you be the reason why there will be a party in heaven. May you be the reason why angels will be dancing. May you be the reason why the Father will be rejoicing. May you be the reason why somebody will not go to hell. May you be the reason why somebody's marriage will be saved. May you be the reason why somebody who was going to be a drug addict will no longer be a drug addict. Women will not become single, single parent because you have arrived. When we don't win souls, all the people, single mothers, are, who, who is the cause? It's our problem. Because we did not go. If we have won them and we have taught them the word of God, every father will be considerate and look after their own children and stay in the marriage. So as we see the scholars and we see the prostitutes and we see the chiefs and armed robbers and all the people we see around, it's because they are no soul winners. It's because they are no soul winners. As we, you win a soul, 
the lady who was supposed to take your husband will become born again. You joke. If not, you see a young lady rises up and take your husband from you because you did not win her to Christ. I see the spirit of the house coming over you. I see the anointing of the soul winner. Anointing of the soul winner is coming over you. Oh, may the anointing of Jonah come over you. The anointing that causes a whole complex to be saved. Uh, anointing, listen to me. The Jonah's anointing causes a whole city to be saved. Let the anointing come over you. Wherever you are, whether in a workplace, whether in a class, whether in a complex, may the anointing of Jonah, the sowiness anointing, let it come over you. May people be saved because you are around. May people go to heaven. Lift your hand and begin to call on God. Father, I pray for every hand that is lifted. Let your grace, let your grace, as many as are stood with lifted hands, the grace for soul winning, the grace of God, not to be ashamed and not to be shy of leading people unto heaven. Let it come over us. I pray for it, Lord. I pray for it that the vision of the house will come over every single person in the name of Jesus. Lord, I call on you that everyone here will not be lost, that everyone here will receive salvation, that when all is said and done, we will find ourselves in heaven. We thank you. We bless you. Everybody stand to your feet as we close. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Close your eyes with me quickly as we close. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to talk about soul winning and the vision and even to support the healing Jesus crusade. Because that's the vision you have given us. May we support it. May we stand with you. Oh, yes. May we embrace the vision. Ah, and Lord, support it with our substance in the mighty name of Jesus. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.